You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to Deal Board. We have a very special episode today. We're very excited. We just got back from traveling to our first Transworld conference in almost two years, and we have a compilation episode to share with you today. Yeah, it, it was a great time. Great to see you in person again, and it was great to see everybody. I mean, we had 1,200 people with our partners from United Franchise Group. And it included the brand Sinorama and fully promoted Great Greek and there are other brands at UFG, but it had Transworld and it was our biggest conference ever. We had over 200 Transworld associates in one place, which was great here in West Palm, Florida. I'm in South Florida, so uh, I was sort of home, although stayed in the hotel. But it was really just a lot of fun to see everybody. I want to thank the convention center in uh, West Palm for the great job they did. Of course, want to thank everyone at United Franchise Group for the for the hospitality and the planning and special shout out to Corey, our vice president of operations for kind of heading up the whole thing. But it, it just was spectacular. Yeah, it was so great to be back in person. And, and I think, like we said before this, Andy, this is all what we've been waiting for. And the energy and the excitement, you, you could just feel it in the room. And it was it was really nice to be back with our, our fellow franchisees and fellow brokers. But we also both got to take some personal trips on the, the back end and business trips too. And just overall, I think it's good and a good sign for the economy of how much travel has spiked over the last month. Yeah, it was great. We happened to jump to Nashville right afterwards. It was for a client, and hopefully we'll talk about that deal soon. Can't talk too much about it, but it's in the music industry, which is always exciting for me. But it was really nice. We stayed at a nice hotel in Nashville. Nashville was packed for the 4th of July weekend. Uh, They had a concert, supposedly the largest fireworks in the United States, although I saw New York was claiming that by the end of the weekend. But Brad Paisley hosted uh, 300,000 plus people on Lower Broadway. And Broadway was just packed. If you've never been to Nashville, it's a wonderful trip. We, we played tourist. We got on one of those little buses and went around town and visited some of the sites. And it, it was a lot of fun. It was a good uh, getaway uh, mixed with a little bit of business. And uh, you stayed in South Florida a little bit, right? Yeah, I stayed. We got to stay in South Florida. I mean, South Florida is always great, but, um, you know, 
tons of people out and about for the 4th of July weekend, very busy. The hotels are back at full capacity. It felt great. Um, and then a quick trip back to Denver. And then immediately the next day flew down to Dallas, um, to do some work in our Dallas office. And, you know, in the three states I've been in, in the last four days, everyone, everyone's been busy. Everybody's been back to work. Um, you know, we're sitting in our, our venture X, um, actually in Dallas and they're almost at full capacity. So it's, it's a great sign for the economy. People are getting back to work, getting back in their offices. This is all what we've been waiting for. So it's a great time to celebrate. It is a great time to celebrate. And it's great because, uh, you know, the restaurants are bustling. And I think that's one of the big things. We're going to talk about some of the things that are going on out there in the world today. And in future episodes, we're going to talk about help uh, in a future episode. But you know, that's what you're seeing. You're kind of seeing a crunch on supplies because it's coming back so fast. And the buyers are out there. And we're just we're talking about getting deals done today. And we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the most important things in getting a deal done. And things are just it's crazy. I, I, I'm just wondering that, you know, at this frenetic pace, people are just not used to it, right? Yeah, it's funny because we almost all shut down like a light switch, right? So you think back to March of 2020, we went off. And instead of like slowly coming back on, uh, we went right back on, right? And and we all know that, and we've talked about this on the podcast too, there's some hiring challenges, there's definitely help shortage. And, and we're all not used to the frenetic pace and going back to having all these in-person meetings and commitments. So it's actually, it's causing some deals, uh, uh, some deals challenges. It's also causing some just working challenges uh, in general. So today what we did is we asked business brokers and we asked some of our franchisees at the expo, what is the number one most important Important thing to get a deal done, especially in this frantic environment right now. Yeah. And we got a whole host of answers, not two the same, which is pretty insane because it was funny because we we're trying to keep tabs of which ideas that we had already covered. And very few people walked up with their most important deal that we had to say, no, 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 don't do that one because we already did that one. I mean, out of, uh, I don't know, we got about a dozen did we have two, maybe two overlapped? I maybe not not much. But what it does show us is that there's so many moving parts when you're buying or selling a business that you really have to be aware of everything that's going on, and you have to you know you have to be able to deal with the stress of the situation. Um, you know, we've talked before about the importance of having partners in the deal, but at, at the end of the day, too, if you're the person in the deal, you're the buyer, the seller. There's just stress that you're going to have to deal with. So we have those to share. We're going to have those on, on the show too. We also, Andy, you have an interview too that we're including in this episode too. Yeah, we, we're talking about getting deals done. And one of the most important things in getting a deal done is influencing people. We have Brian Ahern from Influencing People, LLC. He is a de devotee of, of uh, Cialdini, Robert Cialdini, the guru of influencing people. And uh, it's certainly something to listen to. And 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 if you haven't read uh, Cialdini or looked at his books, uh, you might want to do that as well. But we just kind of float right from that into what are the most important things in getting a deal done. Yeah. So before we jump into it, Andy and I wanted to share our number one um, reason or number one way to get a deal done. And for me, it's all about building trust and rapport in 
the entire transaction. So I kind of mentioned there's a lot of people involved in getting a deal done, right? You're going to have the seller, the buyer, a broker, um, sometimes two attorneys, two CPAs. And and really, if you have the trust in those relationships and you have the trust and mainly hopefully your broker, your intermediary that's quarterbacking this deal, then it's easier I'm sure like we're going to learn today to influence the situation because there are challenges that come up. There's, um, you know, my, my husband always likes to say a deal will die three times before it's really dead. There's going to be three major challenges, at least in a deal and overcoming challenges really ultimately is a reflection of trust and rapport in the group of people that you're working with. Most challenges can be overcome if you have willing parties on either side. And that's my most important point. You just like <laughs> led me right down the path. I know. Right? That was so that's planned. really important. <laughs> Obviously, gaining trust of everybody. But there are people that come into deals that are just deal breakers. And so my most important point is making sure you have the right team. Because we've seen it before. It's very, very difficult to overcome a deal breaker in the deal, there's that just that one sour pot that's going to make sure that their client is fully protected, their client is not going to take any risk, and it might be an attorney or it might be an accountant, uh, but they're going to be very, very difficult to get through. And it could be, it could be a landlord that is going to be the most, you know, going to be a deal breaker now. Landlords are going to be a little bit nicer these days, but it's a, we're going to do a commercial real estate update because the commercial real estate world is on fire in some sectors and literally dead in some of the others. So it's not quite dead, but there's certainly opportunities out there. And we'll talk about that later. But back to the having the right team. It is very, very difficult to overcome an attorney that's going to be overly aggressive and try to have their client have zero uh, risk in a deal because that's what buying a business is. It is taking risks to get that reward. And same thing with an accountant. If accountants just going to decide that this is not a good business or it's not worth it, they're going to try to poison the deal. And uh, that is very, very difficult to overcome. We do try to call those people out in a deal, which is part of our job is to be uh, a a, a we're we're there for the deal. We're trying to keep the health of the deal uh, going. Uh, as you said, deal dies three times, but to us, a deal is never dead enough. And so, when a deal is dying, we're gonna we're gonna root out that problem and we're gonna call it out and we're and we're gonna do so professionally. But sometimes we have to literally get to the client and say, "You need to fire this person." And if they they're not strong enough to do it. Uh, we just can't put the deal back together. So my thing is having the right people in place. Yeah. So we've got lots of great pieces from advice. I mean, we have some of our top brokers in our network are on the show today, some of our top franchisees. Um, it's definitely an episode where you're going to want to jot down some of the things that you're hearing, especially if you're in the middle or beginning a deal process. Take a look at our show notes too. We'll also include everybody's names and contact information if there's anyone you would like to chat with further. But other than that, I hope you appreciate and enjoy this very special episode of ours. And we're back to be together in person as a group again. Yeah, let's get out there and let's get to this episode. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. 
Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we have a very, very special guest here on the deal board today, Brian Ahern from Influence People. Uh, I, I immediately got attracted to Brian. I, I forget how we got introduced, but you know, I I, I saw that you he d- does the research. Uh, he he got to meet uh, Cialdini, which is uh, a famous researcher about influencing people. I read the book uh, "How to Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss, which I've talked about several times. So I immediately I wanted to talk to Brian about his practice. He is a trainer. He is a keynote speaker. I've watched some of his videos. And I think he has a lot to give to our audience of entrepreneurs. He's an entrepreneur himself, uh, having to start his business and, and kind of reinvent himself. So why don't we start there, Brian? Why don't you give us a little bit of background of where you came from and, and why you chose what you're, you're doing now? Okay, Andy. Well, I started my career in insurance right out of college, knew nothing about insurance, but ultimately found out it was a great field to be in at the end of the day. And insurance, if it's done right, helps people and helps the economy. And, and I found myself staying within the industry. And it was about 20 years ago, I was involved with sales training with the company that I was working for, worked a lot with the field sales associates, came across Robert Cialdini's material. And right away, the light bulb went on. I mean, I knew immediately this psychology that he's talking about, it is the foundation of all selling. It's either why certain approaches work or why some of them don't, but it really explained all of these techniques that we were teaching people, but why those techniques work the way that they did. And I love the fact that it was based on research. I'm a pretty logical individual, and so I felt like I could confidently get behind that. And then the other thing I loved was his stance on ethics and that you could do this in a non-manipulative way. Well, as fate would have it, the video that I saw of him presenting at Stanford, when I signed up for Stanford's marketing materials and I got one of their flyers one day, the headline said in bold letters, bestseller, and right underneath it, call it influence, persuasion, or even manipulation. And I was like, I can't believe they actually use that word when he's so clear about non-manipulative ways. So that moral part of me decided this needed to be addressed. I emailed Stanford, never heard from them, but sometime later my phone rang at work and it was Robert Cialdini's office. And one of his representatives was calling to thank me and said, because of your email, Stanford is changing the marketing of all of our materials. And that was the beginning of my relationship with him. Wow. Incredible story. So tell us about your practice. Tell us about what you're teaching people, uh, morally, how to influence people, but doing it the right way. I mean, I always say we do good deals for good people. We want to help people through a process. I don't feel like I'm in sales. I feel like I'm in the in the project management business that we're trying to help people. That, but you do have to influence people to get people through a process. Absolutely. Well, I started working with his material and it was incorporating it into the sales training I was doing, eventually the sales coaching. I ran a corporate university before I left the insurance industry. And I was everything I was doing, raising my daughter, interacting with my wife, I always am thinking about how can I use this psychology? Well, I knew when I came across his material that this is what I would want to do with the rest of my career. 
And so I started planning about what would my exit look like? What will I do when I leave the company that I was working for? So I, I built the website and I began to put the videos out there and I started uh, working on a book and doing all of those things so that when I left two and a half years ago, priority number one was finish the book. And, and I got that out there and then subsequently came out with a second book and continued to uh, make contacts through LinkedIn and, and other places and market myself. And so what I do now is I work with individuals and organizations and I teach them the psychology of persuasion, or sometimes we call it the science of influence, but how do you take this and ethically use it to influence people in whatever it is that you do, be it a leader, sales coach, uh, business coach, whatever. Um, that's what I do through consulting, coaching, speaking, training. Yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. Our, our, we are in a position here in business brokerage where we're helping people buy or sell a business. And it's a complicated process. There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of things that could get people upset or, or, or certainly that are emotionally charged. There's a lot of money involved, which sometimes influences people. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, you do some speeches, you talk about that when you do your uh, keynote speeches, they might walk away with like four pieces of information, like these nuggets. You know, what are some of those things that, you know, obviously you don't want to give away everything that you do, but, and we're certainly not going to be able to cover everything in 20 minutes, right. uh, but, you know, how do you start that process of helping organizations or helping a leader change the way they approach people? Okay. I personally think that it all starts with relationships. In fact, my second book was called Persuasive Selling for Relationship-Driven Insurance Agents. And, and the way that relationship starts, it's not about me getting you to like me, Andy. Now, there's a principle that we talk about, which is called liking, which every person listening to this podcast knows. It's easier for us to say yes to the people that we know and like. But it's not about me getting you to like me. It's about me coming to like you. What can I find out about you that would make me say, Andy's a good dude, and I really want to spend time with him. I really want to work with him. And we do that by two simple things. One, if we find out what we have in common, then it's easy for us to like people that we see as similar to ourselves. And two, we look for things to compliment in others. Because if I find something complimentary about you and I pay you the compliment, I begin to think more highly of you. And the reason this is so important is the more I come to know and like you, the harder I will work for you, the more I will hmm. stick in there and try to find a way to make it work because I want to do right by the people that I like. And when you sense that, when you sense that, hey, Brian's kind of different, and, and he really, I can tell he really genuinely likes me, you become more open to what I might put on the table. You are willing to stick in there a little bit longer and try to find a, made, a way to make it work. And the other thing that's so important is it, I think it completely removes manipulation from the equation, because I'm sure you're like me, Andy, you would never manipulate your friends. And so make friends with the people that you're going to do business with so that you give your best effort and you don't ever have to worry about, are they thinking about manipulation in this? Yeah, life, life's too short, as I always say. I always say, we don't want to people to buy bad businesses. I mean, we want to go out there and be trusted advisors in our community. I talk about it a lot, being involved with charities and things like that, that we want to show that we're here for the better good of the whole community. Mm -hmm. uh, and we certainly don't want people buying a bad business or people buying the wrong business. Uh, so yes, I mean, we want to like, and we want people to like us. Uh, so we continue to do business long into the future. 
Right. So we talked about a little bit about Robert Cialdini mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning. I should be able to say his name a little bit better. Being no, you got the, it right. The, of Italian heritage. <laughs> but uh, he, tell us a little bit, some of what attracted you to his research? What, you know, what are some of the things that you are aha moments for you? Okay, well, I, when I came across the material, one aha was that I knew it related to what I was doing and helping salespeople. When, I, when we had the conversation, when his uh, representative called, we had this conversation. By the time before she hung up, she said, hey, by the way, you know, if your company is ever looking for a guest speaker, he travels the world and talks about this. And as fate would have it, I said, I sit next to the woman who books our uh, events. Would you like to speak with her? So it was the summer of 2004, and he came to Columbus, Ohio several times and addressed the insurance agents that represented the company. And during that time, I went out to Arizona with my boss to go through his two-day workshop. What was an aha moment for me was when we had the opportunity, my boss and I went to dinner with, with he and his wife and, and the office manager. And when he asked us, how are we using his information and his research? And we began to talk about it. He leaned forward, his eyes got bright. He got this big wide smile. And you could tell he was so excited to hear how people were implementing his life's work. And I just remember thinking, this is a guy I want to be connected with. And so I literally had to stay on my boss for three years to allow mm -hmm. me to finally go back and get certified to teach Cialdini's methodology of, of influence. And I'm so glad that I did. And I know my boss was so glad that he finally allowed me because of how it rippled through the company and, and was able to help us. So how, again, how would you approach you know, a company that was looking to, to implement some of the, some of the practices, uh, what, what's the best way, you know, obviously maybe it starts with a training uh, program or, and, but you know, how do you practically, uh, you know, approach that? Well, a couple of things have to be present for a company to want to work with me. And first is they have to recognize that, that whether they're a leader, whether they're a business coach, whether they're a salesperson, their ability to influence others is key to their success. You know, if you are talking to an organization that's very uh, much authoritative and hierarchy and, and things, and they don't see any need for that, that's not a client then for me to work with. They have to understand that at the root of changing people's behavior within that business is going to be influence, not coercion or, or any other potentially manipulative tactic. And the second thing that I really would like to see too is that that is a, a core value in terms of how they operate, that they say, you know, we try to engage with our employees in an ethical way to influence their behavior, to do what we need in order to succeed. And that's how we approach clients. If those things are, are present, then there's a number of ways that I can work with them. I can go in and we have a two-day workshop that we call the Principles of Persuasion, where we dive really deep into the science and teach people what the psychology is. And they have very clear application and lots of activities and exercises. Uh, if it's a more sales-oriented organization, I have a one-day workshop where we talk about how to influence different personality styles and how to influence throughout the sales process. You know, there are times where, where a business says, you know, we don't need that much. What we need is your expertise. How would you? And so then they bring me on to consult. Or I have individuals who say, would you work with me one-on-one? -on -one? I, I can't get to a workshop, but I, I need to understand this. Can we set up some kind of schedule and you coach me through this process? So those are all the ways that I work with companies. 
And usually the foot in the door is if they hear me speak at a conference and they say, wow, this stuff sounds really interesting. And I think he knows what he's talking about. It's great. So talk to, tell me like a, maybe a, a, an application, a story uh, that you think um, really helped someone or an organization take the next step and, okay. and really kind of change their path. Okay. One, one that always stands out and is probably one of the most gratifying that I've had since I've used this for almost 20 years. I was working with an insurance agency in a suburb of St. Louis. And this was, I think, four years, five years ago. So I'm working with this agency. We, we do the two-day workshop. At the end of the workshop, we have a time where we strategize about real situations. So dad, who started the agency, two sons and daughter, who all work in the agency, sit down with me and say, okay, here's our situation. We want to move our office into the city of St. Louis. We want to support the city. And we're having problem with somebody who is part of, and I want to say like the historical preservation society. Um, and so where they were wanting to put their building, they were really getting into pretty much like a pissing match about the height of fences, uh, where the doors should be, certain other things that really were so minor. So after listening to them for a while, I said, it seems to me that you both want the same thing. She wants a building that the city is going to be proud of that preserves the historical look and feel. You want a building that your employees will be proud to come to, that your clients will be proud to come to. You want the same thing, and that's what you need to emphasize. So they went in about a week later to have this conversation. And I got a text from one of the sons and said, we're, we're thinking about everything that we learned in the workshop and we're ready. And they ended up doing the deal because at the most tense moment, one of the sons said almost verbatim what I just said to you. He said to the, to the woman, we both want the same thing. We know you want a building that the city will be proud of. And we want a building that our customers and our employees will be proud of. Can't we figure this out? And she said, I've never drawn a line in the sand that I wasn't willing to cross. Thank you. And they got the deal done. And mm. Andy, the reason that that means so much to me is because I know that for maybe a generation, maybe you know, for 10, 20, 25 years or so, that family business is going to be in that building. And, and maybe children and grandchildren are going to be working there. And I know I had a big hand in making that happen. That is really cool. That's a great story. And, and it just goes to show that, you know, especially in deal making, uh, it really comes down to trying to satisfy, satisfy each other's needs. If there's one thing that you wanted to leave everybody with, uh, what would that be? Well, in, in the context of negotiation, I think a lot of times people want to play everything close to the vest. And, and quite often, if you give people space, if I were to say, Andy, what do you need? to come out of this negotiation looking like a rock star? What is it that your, your boss is gonna pat you on the back and say, way to go? And then hopefully after you've shared that, you ask me, give me space to do it. But if you don't, for some reason, I can say, could I have a moment to share with you what I need? And I put that on the table. And what we look for is what we have that's crossover. And we say, you know what? We've got more in common here than we might've thought. Let's figure out a way to build from that so that we both leave this feeling good about the relationship and knowing that we're going to look like rock stars to our boss. And, and most of the time, if you're dealing with people who are ethical and upright, you can figure that out. You know, it's not a matter of, I'm going to squeeze the next 1% out of you. It's, I want you to leave this 
and feel good about it because there's a really good chance that we'll probably be doing business again. So we want to make sure that that relationship is solid. That's great. Great advice. Brian, if someone wants to get in touch with you to have you come speak or do a workshop, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, two ways. Certainly reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. And I guarantee you this, if you don't tell me that you heard me on the podcast, if you just send that request, I will come back and say, how did you find me? I like to find out why people are reaching out, but I also think that that keeps social media social, where we actually can have some real interaction. The second way is my website, which is influencepeople.biz. If people go out there, they're going to see more than 100 podcasts that I've been on, videos. There are links to my LinkedIn learning courses. I've been blogging for more than a dozen years every single week, links wow. to my books. So those would be the two avenues. Excellent. Well, Brian, I do remember how we got in touch now So uh, through an old friend. So yep. thank you. Elden. so Yes. So thank you so much uh, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is deal of the week, and we have Tony Corey from Trans World Business Advisors of... Eastern North Carolina. Eastern North Carolina. Welcome, to Tony. You just did a great deal. It was a really nice deal. Plumbing deal, correct? Yes, pl plumbing distributorship. Yes, a plumbing distributorship, Andy. Yeah, so tell me about it. Tell me about, you know. Okay, so this is a really, really cool deal. A business that's been around for over 30 years, family wow. business. Uh, had Came with real estate. Uh, was a, um, did about $5 million in sales. Nice. And uh, we had, uh, they, they were looking to retire. And uh, so it was, a, it was a great referral from a, a CPA that we worked with. And uh, basically, we, we had the business listed. And within uh, two weeks, we had seven letters of intent. Wow. Wow. Talking about creating competition for the buyers. Great. Again, we're seeing more and more business owners retiring. So we're hearing that more often. And this was a nice deal. Tell us about the price, kind of multiple. So we had, uh, we were at a 1.1 EBITDA. So we were at a three and a half uh, multiple. And uh, we, uh, 3.75 was the sales price. Uh, that was including real estate, but because of the competitive nature of the of the multiple LOIs, the uh, the one that we closed on was a strategic buyer uh, that was out of Ohio, that uh, four and a half billion dollar company. Nice. That uh, that gave us a full price offer without the real estate, so that the 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 mother. The, uh, the grandmother was able to keep it and keep that revenue rental stream coming. Wow, sounds like great deal for great people again. Tony, if someone wants to get in touch with you, talk more. Uh, sure, uh, Tony Corey, uh, Transville Business Advisor of Eastern North Carolina, 252-347-9606 or T Corey, K-H-O-U-R-Y at tworld.com. Great deal, congrats again, Tony. Thank you, Andy, appreciate it. All right, we're here with Al Fiakovich, my other half, Transferable Business Advisors of Colorado. Al, what is the most important thing in getting a deal done? The most important thing in getting a deal done is great communication between buyer and seller. People do business with people they like, period. Yeah, I mean, communication is key, especially when people get scared when they're in the dark, right? So you got to keep up the communication. Exactly. And that includes the lawyers and the bankers and everyone involved in the deal because us as brokers, we're in the middle of the wheel and we're keeping everyone on the same page and moving in the right direction. 
great point. Thanks for joining us on the show, Al. Thanks for having me. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we have my partner and dear friend and 20-plus year veteran of Transworld, uh, Peter Berg, here in South Florida, heading up our M&A team as well. And Peter, you've been through a lot of deals over 20 years. You have a great point. You know, I, I think that the, the way to get deals done is to watch out for all the points of failure. There are a lot of things that can go right in a deal, but it's the things that go wrong that are gonna make, make the thing crater. So you wanna look for the, you don't wanna be surprised. Uh, there are a lot of outliers that maybe you don't have your arms around. It could be something as simple as the lease, for example. You always hear the stories about, you find out at the very end, the landlord wants a $10,000 lease assignment fee. Well. That would have been very easy to find out if you had a copy of the lease and you looked at it when you actually took the listing as opposed to a day before the closing. And that's just one example, and there are many, many others like that. So look for the points of failure, figure out what could happen that could kill this deal, and follow it up, try to do all your homework ahead of time, and be ready and get your deals closed. Like always, great advice, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. All right, so we're here with Jerry Brisson from our Houston, Texas office. Jerry, what's the most important thing in getting a deal done? Well, I think uh, one of the most important things for us is uh, for the sellers to have uh, quality financial information and uh, you know tax returns that are um, um, that, that that are legitimate tax returns that somewhat are truthful, right? yeah. somewhat truthful quality tax returns make a huge difference. I mean, we see so many. So, so many of our uh, sellers don't have that in place and it, it uh, makes it a struggle to get deals done. So I would say that's the number one issue for us. It's a great, it's a great reason and we didn't talk about books and records yet. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, we're back and we have Deborah Carmen from Carmen Law Firm and we are talking about the most important things in closing a deal and Deborah has a great one. She's closed so many deals for us. Deborah, what's the most important thing? Thank you, Andy. Uh, the most important thing is to make sure you have the right parties, not only when you sign the listing agreement, but the right parties there at the closing table. What we find is that people get confused as far as designations. Um, people put nicknames to people. We've had actually had people here that were called Tony, but it's, it's something like James on their, their formal name. If you don't have the correct people when you have an LLC, a limited liability company there, a member or manager, you don't have the right people there signing on behalf of the corporation, your president, your your vice president, and you don't have anything as far as the shareholders involved or you have the members involved, it winds up being a problem not only when you close, but down the line later on when people say to you, that was not uh, an authorized representative and your closing is now going to be overturned. So we don't want that. We want everything to go smoothly. We want everything to go correctly so that we everybody gets uh, a happy situation, comes back and closes again. Something so simple but can really affect a deal. And it's something we don't talk about very often. So Deborah, thank you for bringing that up. It's a great no, tip. Thank you too. Yes, yeah. and uh, you know, we're here and delighted to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. Welcome back. And we have Dustin from our Transworld Business Advisors Colorado office. Dustin, what is the most important thing in getting a deal done? You know, for me, honestly, I think it's building in rapport. You know, getting the sellers, buyers, trust to trust each other, trust me. You know, there will be a point that you'll have to wrestle that deal to the ground. They're going to come with you. 
they need to understand that you're going to bring them back up. I love the wrestling analogy. It is like a wrestling match. I mean, is there a lot of strategy as opposed to just kind of brute force, right? Absolutely. Yep. And they need to trust you. You would hope so, but yeah, they do need to trust you. It's the only way it's going to get done. That's a great, great one. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Dusty. You. Hey, we're back with Scott Hislop from Trans World Business Advisors of Minnesota. And give us your most important thing in closing a deal. Hey, it's great to be here. So the most important thing I tell all of our folks is we have to understand the motivation of the seller. So if you don't understand the motivation of the seller, if they don't have a purpose or something they're going to go to next, you are not going to close the deal. Very important. Something for them to run to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, hey, Scott. You're welcome. All right, so we're here with Jacob from our Transworld Business Advisors office in Savannah, Georgia. Jacob, we're asking everybody, what is the most important thing in closing a deal? Uh, today, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, personality qualification. Um, a lot of times, uh, you get into deals, and you know it can be really difficult to work with a buyer or seller. And at the end of the day, you need to be able to take them out for a beer and get to know them, or even meet them in their home. Um, if you've got a difficult buyer or a difficult seller, it can make the deal feel that much longer and it can take an X amount of, of work to get it done. You know, this is a great point. We don't think about it a lot, but you know, it's a long process. It's something that you can't talk people into and happen immediately. This is a long process. And if they're not in the right frame of mind, and if you can't work with them on a personal level, you're not gonna get them through the closing table. So it's a great point. Yeah, it's a relationship. Thank you so much, Jacob, for sharing your wisdom and coming on the show. Thank you. Okay, so we're here with JT Tatum, a recurring guest, one of our favorite to have on the show from Greenville, South Carolina. So JT, what is the most important thing in closing a deal? Getting all the ducks in a row. Making sure that from start to finish, you've got all these different steps that you have to go through and knowing before you get to the point where you're gonna close the deal, that you've got the things lined up that are gonna make it go seamlessly. Because too often, if you miss a step, you're gonna go back four steps. So if you have all the deals, or all the steps lined up and you know exactly what needs to fall into place and when, and that you're communicating that to the sellers and the buyer, you control the expectations a little bit more. Things go very, very smoothly. Great advice. Thanks so much, JT, for always coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Everybody, welcome back. And we have Chris Mitchell of Transworld Business Advisors of Northwest Atlanta. Atlanta, yes. So, uh, and Chris does a great job of closing deals and he has a great one for us. Uh, I think that, that one of the most important keys to closing a deal is persistence, keeping your eye on the ball. I think that's our fundamental value uh, when uh, obviously every deal goes through pressure points and people want to quit and walk away uh, or other parties don't want to cooperate and staying focused on it and riding it to the end is what I think is most important. Persistence, not taking no for an answer, having that tenacious spirit. Really exactly. good point, Chris. Right. Deal not dead enough. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Revive it. Yes. Great job. Thanks. Okay. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we are talking about the most important thing in a deal. So, Patrick, I'm here from Trans World Business Advisors of Rocky Mountain. What's the most important thing? Really, the most important thing is to make sure you're listening to the buyer and the seller and constantly thinking about creative ways to get something done. You are going to run into a stumbling block. There will be a roadblock. And you can't just stop and say, all right, well, now what do I do? You have to just constantly be listening and, and trying to meet, meet each person's goals. Great. Great. Thanks, Patrick, for joining us. 
So we have Mike Shea back with us, a recurring and very important guest to have on the show. And Mike, what do you think is the most important thing when closing a deal? So when you asked me that, I had to do a little pause and then I, saw, I thought to myself, what's, what's helped me get deals done? And for me, it's control. Knowing all the moving parts, knowing everybody's agenda and managing the timeline is super, super important. That's really important. It's a great point. So thanks, Mike. Thank you. Welcome. We're here with Tim for Transworld Business Advisors, South Atlanta and Columbus. A little mouthful there. Tim, what do you think is the most important thing in getting a deal done? For me, it's working with very seasoned professionals that are looking out for me and for the buyer and seller. It gives me the opportunity to manage the buyer and seller and not have to worry about all the minutia on the, on the day of the closing. Yeah, that's really important. Having the right team, having the right professionals, that is a perfect point. I really appreciate it, Tim. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Tim. Everybody, we're back and we have Will Tinsley from Gulf Coast Small Business Lending, and he's got a great point for us to get deals done. Welcome. All right, thanks, Sandy. Oh, okay, so I think uh, one of the most important things to getting a deal done is time, okay? SBA loans are a very time-intensive process, so anything you can do throughout the process to save time. So get your deal pre-qualified, have a capable lender who knows their process, been there, getting deals done, and then take steps throughout the process. So one example is once your buyer sends everything to underwriting, send them a pre-closing checklist. So. What that means is they we're working a parallel process. We're working on things all throughout the process. And by the end, we're trying to get it done in 45 days. Excellent. Great point. Thanks so much, Will, for joining us. Thank you. All right, so we're here with John Wall from Live Oak Bank, one of our lending partners. John, what's the most important thing in getting a deal done? I would say having your financing lined up going into the deal. Get pre-qualified, have your documents together, and know what you can and can't afford pretty simple, right? It's pretty I, simple. I think so. It helps everybody in the situation move the deal along quicker, and it's best for the deal. Great job. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks a lot, Andy and Jessica. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Welcome, everybody. And today for our Listing of the Week, we actually want to start with a special announcement. So Transworld Business Advisors has expanded to Canada and we've got a few offices up there, Ontario and Calgary. And today I want to welcome Vladimir Holick from our Transworld Business Advisors office in Ontario, located in Toronto. Welcome to the show and welcome to the Transworld family. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your office before we jump into the listing of the week. Yeah, so uh, I, I run a Transworld of Ontario. We are located in Toronto, uh, which is the financial capital uh, of uh, the province of the country. Uh, we have a number of uh, business advisors working on with small businesses. Um, great presence here, uh, servicing various clients, uh, uh, industry agnostic. Uh, focusing uh, at the moment on clients under 25 million uh, Canadian dollars valuation-wise. Uh, and we are open for business. Yeah, we're excited to bring the great services that we've had in the U.S. for a very long time to Canada, and I'm sure you're going to do very well in that market. Speaking of, you have a great new listing to feature. So tell us a little bit about that business. Yeah, so we've got a, a, a business in a construction or manufacturing industry. It's actually stone fabrication uh, business. Uh, a company run for over 20 years by a great owner, 
Uh, they've developed well, you know, really care about the business. It's located in southwestern Ontario. 85% of sales are B2B, uh, where company, company supplies mainly developers of residential constructions with stone countertops, accent walls, staircases, and so on. Wow. Sounds like a great business. 20-year history. That's that's very impressive for a small business and also could be attractive to buyers in Canada or outside of Canada too. Tell us a little bit about the numbers. You know, What's the asking price? What's the SDE? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, look, we are going to the market with 5.2 million. Now, uh, you can look at this differently, and it's Canadian dollars. Uh, it's a business with 6.5 million in annual sales. Uh, SDE is just over a million dollars, and uh, EBITDA, you know, around 830, 40,000. Now, we are including a million of inventory. Now, this business can be run with less than that, and that would be part of that final adjustment uh, on uh, when transaction closes. So you can run it uh, perhaps with 700, 600,000 in the inventory, but that 5.2 includes that number. Um, wow. Wow. Good numbers, good performing business. 5.2. Remember, listeners, that's Canadian dollars. So do the exchange rate on that that's one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Might that's be right, beneficial but- for some US buyers, right? <laughs> That's right. Look, it could be a great entry point uh, for uh, for a company that's in the uh, industry who wants to enter into Ontario or Canadian market and uh, getting a company that's established with client base and doing well every year. Uh, I think this could be a great, great opportunity for a U.S. Uh, player. Awesome. Well, Vladimir, tell us a little bit more. How can someone contact you if they want to learn more about this listing or they just want to know more about your practice in general in Canada? Sure. They, they, first of all, they can visit our website at tworth.com slash Ontario. Uh, my, my direct number, 647-946-2605. Alternatively, email whalek, that's W-H-A-L-E-K at tworth.com. Awesome. And we'll drop that into the show notes too for listeners if you want to grab that. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Welcome to the Transworld family again. And we look forward to having you back many more times. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station... In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.